This is the Latin Alternative Podcast from WEXT Radio. Visit us online at WEXTRadio.org. Como estas? You're tuned in to the Latin Alternative, a full hour of the best in Latin rock, funk, hip-hop, and electronic music. I'm your co-host, Josh Norick, joined once again by my esteemed colleague, Dr. Ernesto Lechner. Hola, amigos. Today we're traveling back in time, 30 years to be exact, back to the year 1990. And again, it's interesting how the beginning of every decade, Josh, signifies some sort of transitional moment for music where genres expand or collapse. And that's the case with today's episode. Yes, Ernesto, as we take the Latin alternative time machine back 30 years, I can't help but wonder, as we live in 2020, what musical transitions will be much more clear to view, say, five to 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. And so with this hindsight, uh, we're going to kick things off with actually one of my favorite tracks in the catalog of Los Fabulosos Cadillacs, Argentina's legendary band that fused reggae, ska, tango, funk, punk, and everything in the kitchen sink. But this song, Demasiada Presión, is a bit more straight up reggae. And I think it marked a turning point as well in Los Fabulous's Cadillac's career, where they went from being kind of a British ska-influenced Argentine answer to madness to really, you know, kind of soaking in the sounds of the Caribbean and South America. So let's kick things off with Los Fabulous's Cadillac's and Demasiada Presión or Too Much Pressure.
You are tuned in to The Latin Alternative and a spotlight on the music of 1990. Yes, 30 years back in The Latin Alternative time machine, we just heard Argentina's Los Pericos, another uh, Argentine reggae group. That song, Corazón de Bruja, or Witch's Heart. Ernesto, I'm going to be perfectly candid with you because I know this is your musical selection. Mm-hmm. 1990 is not doing it for me as a year. Like, <laughs> you know, and I, it was certainly a transitionary period. You could say Latin alternative music, I feel like really came into its own and like, the mid-90s, 94, 95, 96, you saw some great music coming. Los Pericos, this is early in their career. I wasn't loving this and yet I love many of the Perico songs that would come out just a few years later. It's interesting because some of the straight ahead rock tunes that we're showcasing today are a little hesitant, they're a little timid or transitional and yet at the same time we're going to play some great music from dance music from Puerto Rico, Colombia and Cuba that is exploding with sort of flavor and assuredness. So it's interesting, there is a bit of a contrast in this episode. Now, I do like Corazón de Bruja by Los Pericos. Of course, it doesn't have the warmth. It doesn't have sort of the classic sensibility that Los Pericos would attain later with Mystic Love and such and their greatest hits. This is from the third album, Rabadab Style. And I sort of it spelled phonetically like you would say it in, Sp- in Espanol. I Rabadab remember this Style. album. I remember this. And it was also produced by Cachorro Lopez. Now, the band, you're not the only one not very much pleased with uh, Rabadab Style because Los Pericos themselves are not. They never play songs from this album in their live concerts. This was a sort of an experiment that they did with a notable producer, uh, Cachorro Lopez. But, you know, I think they deserve, I mean, there's some merit this record because they were experimenting with sequencers and such. And also it is in a way sort of the tail end of the 80s that continues into 1990. I think the 80s sensibility, that flat, cold, a little artificial Well, yeah, we, we were talking about this, that in, in America and the UK in 1990, you were getting some really great alternative rock. And, mm-hmm. and the Anglo... Uh, side of alternative was coming out of the 80s and you would soon see grunge and some really exciting music movements and it was a little bit of lag time in Latin America but it would quickly catch up by the mid to late 90s. Absolutely because if you think about it it was only one year later in 1991 that Massive Attack released their debut album and sort of everything changed I mm-hmm, think in music mm-hmm. at the time. But that all those sort of complexes and things and problems and conflicts are completely unfamiliar. They're completely foreign to the world of tropical music at the time. We have somebody like Colombia's Joe Arroyo releasing some of the best songs of his career. And we're going to listen to La Guerra de los Callados. This is, I just love Joe Arroyo. I love everything he did with his first group, supergroup Fruco y los Tesos in the 70s. But I also love what he did later on in the 80s and into the early 90s. And this is a prime example of Joe Arroyo at his very best. Some of the dangerous salsa track, La Guerra de los Callados. Sálvese que pueda 
This is the Latin Alternative. It's the Latin Alternative, a full hour of the best in Latin rock, funk, hip-hop, and electronic music.
You're tuned in to The Latin Alternative and a spotlight on the music of 1990, yes, 30 years back. If you like what you're hearing on the show, please do follow The Latin Alternative on Facebook and Instagram at The Latin Alternative. On Twitter, our ID is LatinAlt. You can also stream the weekly podcast edition of the show by searching for The Latin Alternative on Spotify and iTunes. Now, we just heard Soda Stereo, probably one of the most important rock groups from Argentina or South America of all time. And that track, De Musica Ligera is really a classic in what we would call the rock en español movement. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly, many of a, a rock en español club in the 90s could be heard blaring that song, and still to this day. We're going to get a little bit nostalgic now, uh, Josh, because 1990 is a year when Argentinian rock pioneer Luis Alberto Espineta, who left this world a little bit too early for my taste, he was in his early 60s. Uh, in 1990, he released his first live album, Exactas, recorded in concert. Uh, I think the recording happened in August of 1990, and it was released the same year. I was at the time, this is my, sort of my first few months living in the United States, and I remember on a very brief trip back home to Buenos Aires, I bought a cassette of Exactas. And I only bought it because I, for nostalgia purposes. I mean, I wouldn't have bought it because I wasn't at the time a huge Epineta fan, but because I wanted to remember Argentina here in the US, I brought this tape with me and I remember the beginning of it. This old uh, song by Invisible, this is the band that uh, Luis Alberto Espineta had in the 70s, Que ves el cielo, and the concert begins. It's sort of a flat sounding recording very much typical of the 80s uh, but still it has a very peculiar charm of its own Espineta que ves el cielo Yeah. 
This is the Latin Alternative continuing with an episode devoted to the year 1990. We're playing a full hour of tracks recorded 30 years back. And like I said before, Josh, this is uh, a moment where tropical music assumes a character of absolute exuberance. I mean, the self-assuredness of these tracks. It's sort of out of control. Uh, Willie Rosario is a pioneer who began his career in the 50s and... By 1990, he had very much assimilated all the lessons of hardcore salsa of the 70s, but also incorporated the influence of the more romantic, the popified salsa romantica trend. And in 1990, he releases an album called Viva Rosario, which is uh, listened to the major hit from the time, Anuncio Clasificado Damelo. This is just an amazing lyric. It's absolutely hilarious with references to um, the computer era and to looking for uh, a partner in this impersonal uh, age. It has a very tasteless reference to the HIV virus. I mean, it's really out of control. Willie Rosario and yet it I'm grooves. smacking myself in the head right now, Ernesto. <laughs> yes. And yet it grooves like crazy, so... That was from the album Viva Rosario. And if we're talking 1990, I guess we should also mention Los Lobos from El Este de Los Angeles, right? Yes. And Ernesto, you know, as we've talked about 1990 being kind of a transitional period for Los Lobos, I mean, they were coming off their biggest hit to date, their version of La Bamba from the movie of the same name, the movie about Richie Valens. Yeah. And they, this is about one album before my favorite record, their classic album, Kiko, which was to come out later in 1992. But oh, yeah. in 1990, they released an album, The Neighborhood, and it featured, you know, just a, a great straight ahead blues kind of rocking song that I'm a fan of. You know, I love blues rock, Ernesto. Mm -hmm. uh, this song, Down on the Riverbed, you know, I'm not going to call it a standout classic track by Los Lobos standards, but, you know, when I was looking at, again, transitions, between 80s into the 90s, you look at the song and it, it starts to make sense when you look at what they would do in the mid 90s when certainly uh, Colossal Head kind of picked up, especially in 96 on that blues rock theme. So we are going to take a listen to Los Lobos down on the riverbed off their 1990 record, The Neighborhood.
Hi, it's Steve Berlin. And this is Louis Perez from Los Lobos. And you're listening to The Latin Alternative. Us. You're plugged in to the Latin Alternative. Por reír 
This is a Latin alternative, slowly ending an episode devoted to the year 1990. And in researching the tracks for this episode, Josh, I realized something I really didn't know until now. Many of the classic hits from the golden era of salsa came out in 1990. It's interesting to me. I actually thought that this track uh, had been released earlier, which is listened to Sin Sentimiento. If you go to a salsa club, you know, sooner than later, they're going to play Sin Sentimiento, even today, 30 years later. This is the heyday of Grupo Nietzsche from Colombia, the brainchild of Jairo Varela, the um, virtuoso composer and band leader of Grupo Nietzsche. And this was from the Sony album Cielo de Tambores. And now we're going to go to Mexico City for uh, a beloved band for both of us, mm-hmm. uh, Caifanes, a group that was later to change their name to Jaguares, band led by Saul Hernandez, a group that who I was actually the publicist for, for several years in the late 90s and early 2000s. And of course, Ernesto, when you picked this song, it kind of set me on a bender because I was triggered to thinking about a version they recorded later in 2002 on an album called El Primer Instinto, where Jaguares basically did either more tropical or mariachi versions of their classic hits. And I was a big fan of the later version. But Ernesto, thank you for bringing me back to 1990 and uh, this Caifanes version off their album El Diablito. And I can see why you love that version, because it is a very lush and it has more, more of a contemporary sensibility with the, with the mariachi, with the trumpets and the strings. It's beautiful. And now that I'm thinking about this, you know, I think La Célula que Explota, if you think about it, 1990, they were a bit of ahead of their time, I think, I fanas. This sounds, I don't know, it sounds a little progressive for the time. Uh, it doesn't sound 80s at all. It sounds, it sounds more, more grounded in the 90s and, and a search for the roots of Latin folk. Here they are, you judge for yourself, Caifanes, La Célula que Explota, the original version.
You've been listening to The Latin Alternative and a spotlight on the music of 1990. Yes, we drove the Latin alt time machine back 30 years. Can it really have gone so fast? That was Mexico's Caifanes with La Cellula que Explota, The Cell That Explodes, off their classic album El Diablito. If you like what you've been hearing on The Latin Alternative, please do follow us on both Facebook and Instagram at The Latin Alternative. On Twitter, our ID is Latin Alt. You can also stream the weekly podcast edition of the show by searching for The Latin Alternative on either Spotify or iTunes. Ernesto, what are we going to wrap things up with today? Well, Josh, since we're in the year 1990, how about we grab some classic Cuban salsa, but we add some funk to it, we add some jazz, and we explore the birth of a frightening musical genre known as Cuban timba. Well, Ernesto, I think you're going to take me back to a, a happy place in the early 90s. What are we going to hear? Well, we're not going to listen to Los Bamban, who are one of the, you know, the major precursors of this music known as timba. We're going to go to the other band, the band that I actually like better than Los Bamban. We're going to listen to NG La Banda from Cuba. This is the group of José Luis Cortés, known as El Tosco, uh, a man of innovative musical ideas and conservatory training who took Cuban dance music to a whole different level. This is my favorite NG La Banda song, Los Sitios Entero. I had the chance of seeing them live and the show began with Los Sitios Entero. So here they are, some Cuban timba, 1990. Thank you so much for joining us. Hasta la próxima. Adios. Esperando 
Josh Norick for The Latin Alternative. The technical producer is Dave Michaels for WEXT. The Latin Alternative is a production of Josh Norick and WEXT Amsterdam, New York, a listener-supported service of WMHT. 
Revolution. 